0: table. My friends, and welcome to No Normal People. I'm your host, Stephen Henning.
1: And I am your host, Dixie Lee Henning.
0: And this is a podcast where we prove that the more you get to know the normal people in your life, you discover that there really are no normal people in your life.
1: Except for that one
0: guy. He's pretty bland. Yeah, yeah Craig. Craig. <laughs> Just ragging on Craig.
1: <laughs> Classic Craig. <laughs> this is
0: our third take at this intro, and... Uh, Literally, you just can't get off Craig.
1: Yeah. Well, Craig is the demon robot that records things in Discord. Yeah. Not a
0: human. And it just freaks you out. But then you went on a really weird rant about how you don't like the name. and
1: I don't. I'm sorry to anybody that listens that has the name Craig, but... Uh,
0: can we have you on the podcast, please? We, can we have if you your on your the podcast? And then
1: can we also have your parents on the podcast so we can ask them why they named someone Craig?
0: No. <laughs> If your name is I'm Craig, di- here's, mood, guys. <laughs> here, here's the call to action. If your name is Craig, email <laughs> us at nopeoplepod at gmail.com and you will be the next guest on the podcast. You will be I don't the next say. person. I just want to talk to if you. If you
1: can prove to me that you're interesting, <laughs> we will have you. But it's hard for me to think that about anybody named Craig.
0: Now, careful, Dixie, because the point <laughs> is they don't have to prove it. We start every interview with the assumption that they are interesting.
1: Except for Craig's.
0: And then we discover that they are, (laughs) in fact, interesting. They have something.
1: Not Craig's. (laughs) I'm just kidding, guys. I don't hate any game. I need to play this week. Craig's are fine.
0: That's enough of being rude. You didn't pick
1: it, or unless you did. I mean, you can legally change your name, as we learned in the last episode. But. If you didn't pick your name, I don't hate your name. I think you have a beautiful name. It's beautiful like a sunflower.
0: I think that's enough of being rude to people's <laughs> names. Um,
1: My name is Dixie, guys.
0: It's, it's okay? beautiful. Okay. <laughs> We're moving on. Thank you, everyone who filled out the free sticker giveaway survey. We got a total of 36 submissions on that. 36? 36. And that was 36 handwritten notes that I made
1: 36 last year I had 37 sorry
0: Dudley Dursley yeah I yeah. had
1: to quote Harry Potter Harry
0: Potter quote in there anyway I wrote 36 thank you notes and put 36 stickers in the mail this week and it felt so good I'm so and glad I, those stickers are going to be out there yeah if you're getting a sticker in the mail soon show us where you put them I'm excited to see these things in the wild so Throw up a picture on social media with hashtag no normal people and hashtag KNP and let's let's see where those stickers go.
1: Yeah, Steven wrote thirty-six notes. It felt and good. I did not help at all.
0: Nope. You Sorry. watched Avatar while I did it. Though. I did. I've watched fun. Avatar You're all the, the way into through. That show.
1: It's so good. It's Guys, a good watch one. Avatar. The last airbender. Don't watch the movie. It's dumb. Anyway, that's what I was doing when Steven was being genuine and heartfelt. Right. I was sitting on the couch, <laughs> eating my Coconut, almond, chocolate, yogurt, watching Avatar. getting
0: into the details. (laughs) This is what the Henning household is. Instead of caring
1: about other people, I watched Avatar.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's what you want to be known for, huh? (laughs) Yep. You want to put that on the internet.
1: Everybody already knows that I would rather watch TV instead of talk to people, which is odd because-
0: You're a podcast host. I host a podcast that
1: talks to people. Yeah. Named Craig. Anyway.
0: Or they're <laughs> named Krista, like this week's guest. Yeah. I'm, she is
1: a Viking warrior princess.
0: Most definitely she is.
1: She is a champion among women and men.
0: We met her when we started going to Fresh Life Church here yeah, in Billings. Yeah, we did. And uh, we quickly became her friend. Immediately. Oh, my gosh. She
1: opened her mouth and I was like, yes, this one.
0: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and then you watch her like do anything physical and... I'm intimidated. She's, Immediately intimidated. She is
1: one of the loudest people that we've had on the podcast.
0: Yeah. You yeah. wouldn't know Including it. Including Rachel. You wouldn't know it from the recording. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, she she tamed yeah,
0: the being, loudness. Being on the band. Oh, man. It's a good time. She
1: doesn't need a mic.
0: She's a beast. She's into <laughs> CrossFit.
1: She uses her core.
0: Even the picture we put up on Instagram this yeah, morning. Yeah, I know. Like, Damn, what?
1: girl. That's all I have to
0: I say. I have work to do.
1: Yeah. We should go work out.
0: Yeah, I think <laughs> Let's we should. do that
1: while we listen to this podcast.
0: We, we talk about working out with Krista for <laughs> quite a bit.
1: Let's get into this with Krista Robertson. Krista, are you ready? I am so ready. Oceans or lakes? Oceans. Rain or sun? Rain. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Early morning or late night? Early morning. Summer or winter? Summer. Beaches or mountains? Beaches. Lifting or cardio? (laughs) Lifting, bro. (laughs) Marvel or DC? Marvel. Captain America or Iron Man? I'm still going with Deadpool. (laughs) Cats or dogs? Dogs. Pancakes or waffles? Waffles. Sunrise or sunset? Sunrise. East Coast or West Coast? (coughs) West Coast. (laughs) Sweet or savory? I'm going to go sweet today. Nice. Do you call it soda or pop? Soda. Hogwarts or the Shire? I know I'm going to disappoint you again, but I'm going to say the Shire. Oh, God. I'm sorry. Can't. <laughs> Books or movies? Books. Handshakes or hugs? Brothers got a hug. <laughs> nice. Introvert or extrovert? Extrovert, but I have introvert tendencies. Phone
2: calls or texts? Phone calls.
0: There it is. Some more icebreaker questions. What's your favorite candy?
2: I like dark chocolate Kit Kats.
0: What's your favorite snack?
2: Apples and peanut butter.
0: Favorite morning drink?
2: Coffee. Is there any other?
0: Favorite smell?
2: Horse tack with the leather and the smell of horses. Mm -hmm. And it just always kind of a nostalgic like, oh, kind of smell. I know that's really weird.
0: I I know what you're describing. I can appreciate that. What's your favorite TV show?
2: I like House. I like Supernatural. Futurama is one of those shows that I can just turn on and always watch. Yes. And I definitely have like my favorite ones. Yep. Mystery Science Theater is pretty rad. Do
0: You, you have a lot of favorites then. I do. <laughs> Excellent. It
2: depends on my mood. Oh, Vikings. Gotta say Vikings. And The Last Kingdom. I know. I have a lot.
0: Favorite ice cream flavor.
2: Big Dipper's coffee.
0: Who is the smartest person you know?
2: My mother-in-law. She's brilliant.
0: Do you have a secret talent?
2: I can do calligraphy. Actually, Dixie, I did a Hogwarts acceptance letter
1: for an 11-year-old's birthday party one time. Um, it's almost my birthday. <laughs> wow. I'm going to need you to make one and send it to me immediately. And
2: that was yes. pretty
0: fun. That's, That's very good. Fun. What was your first job?
1: My first job,
2: my very first job, was at a pretzel and smoothie place.
0: Do you have a historical hero?
2: I mean, Cleopatra was pretty rad. True story.
0: It's very true. So, I guess her. What is the worst fashion trend you've ever participated in?
2: Okay, so I bought a pair of Etneys. When I was in high school, because I had a crush on a boy who always wore Etnies, and I wanted to be cool. Oh, poor Krista. Oh, I know.
0: <laughs> if you could have one superpower, what would it be?
2: I would want to be able to speak every language on earth.
0: What did you have for breakfast?
2: Ooh, I had roasted sweet potatoes mm. with some ground turkey and egg. Nice.
0: That is a breakfast. I admire that. What are foods you will never eat?
2: I think like I've seen those things with like squid ink, like squid ink soup. I just don't know if I wow, could wrap my okay. head around that. Mhm.
1: Bugs would be rough, okay. I think. I ate a moth on a dare once.
0: Ew. You know oh,
2: there gross. are lots of bugs. Yeah. I'm sure I was like 11.
0: Yuck, yuck, yuck.
2: I had a church fly, camp, am I right? Fly down my throat one time and that was pretty harrowing. <laughs> Oof. Oof. <laughs> Oh, like it was suck. one of those, I was running, the fly was flying, and just two worlds collided. Yep. And I don't think
1: it ended well for him. It's different, when you, choo- it's different when you choose to put the bug in your mouth, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you right. When it's a surprise bug meal, wow. it's like, no, not a fan. Yeah.
0: Okay. On the other side of that <laughs> awful spectrum, <laughs> what would you eat for your last meal?
1: Okay,
2: are you ready for this? You're going to come down a culinary journey with me. I'm so ready. I would have parmesan and cornbread crusted calamari. Mm. I would have a delightful Caesar salad. And then for my main meal, I would have a fantastic and thick T-bone steak, a twice-baked potato, and whatever vegetable the kitchen had to offer. With a delightful glass of red wine. Mm. And then for dessert, I would have (laughs) a big old slice of tiramisu. And if this is my last meal, I'm going to have some champagne with it. Nice. Yes.
0: What did you want to be when you grew up?
2: I always wanted to be a princess (laughs) and I always wanted to have horses. And so I thought maybe I should be an actor because (laughs) then I could be a princess with horses. This is true. Alas, I did not pursue that route.
0: What would you consider your proudest achievement?
2: I got married to a super rad dude and we had a really cool kid and I got my CrossFit level one.
0: (laughs) Oh, there you go. The trifecta.
2: The trifecta. (laughs) These are my three most crowning achievements.
0: I am very excited to get there, but first I want to rewind and I want to hear about where you grew up and what your family was like growing up.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was born on a Monday (laughs) in December in Kansas city, grew up on the Missouri side. We actually grew up, um, a couple blocks away from a really cool shopping district called the plaza. Um, and if you've never heard of it, you should totally Google it because it is a replica of a, um, shopping district in Seville, Spain. Oh, wow. And it is super rad. My parents got divorced when I was like three or four years old. Um, so split home, pretty mm-hmm. young. Mm-hmm. We all moved to the Kansas side because they just have better schools. So, you know, growing up in a, in a split house was really interesting because my dad was pretty well off and my mom was not so. So I got to, it was interesting getting to see both sides of like an economic spectrum mm-hmm. growing up.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Middle school... Was kind of a rough time for me, just you know, with the obvious, awkward, and like most horrible phase of your life <laughs> being you look and feel and act your worst. <laughs> um, but we also went through a second custody battle, right? Oh, um, man. which was really, really hard, right? But it was kind of the foundation of like me just kind of blossoming into who I was going to become. So, into high school, you know, things got better, and I just really took that opportunity to dive into school as just kind of a way to deal with everything at home and rocky relationships. And I really, I focused on music and drama. Mm, okay. Um, so I played the, played the viola since third grade, and I did music all four years of high school, and then I also did theater all four years of high school. The theater really, like, really helped me to, I mean, I mean, it's acting like you're pretending to be somebody else. So yeah. it's, it's really easy to yep. like kind of process things. Right. And And I can remember my drama teacher, she told me something that I'll never forget. And it was during one of our improv. I did a lot of improv classes and it's super fun. But she was like, if you're going to fail, fail big. And mm-hmm. that was one yes. of those, fr- like, I will never forget that. And it's like, yeah, take a chance and just do it. And if it fails, then that's freaking good. Own it.
0: That <laughs> is, know? that's very good. When I first went to high school, freshman year, I joined jazz band. And my dad is a drummer. And so I grew up around drums. And he was the reason I, why I wanted to play drums. So going into jazz band, like, my first week, I was telling him I was super nervous. Like, I had never played with this kind of group of people before and all that he said uh if you're gonna make a mistake make it so big and so loud that it sounds like the rest (laughs) of the band messed up it's
2: making a mistake right yeah (laughs) oh that's awesome be confident Um, in your mistakes
0: right just get after it
2: that is hilarious i love it yep um my senior year of High school, I did. Um, we were the strolling strings, so we would um, memorize music. Like we did all kinds of like medley compilations, and we would go play at different events and fundraisers and all kinds of things. And we actually got to play for the Bushes. Mm. Wow! Um, when they no were kidding. Uh, visiting, yeah, visiting somewhere in Kansas City, and it was this like big, like one of those gala events, and there was right. this high school strings group. That played there. And we actually got to travel one of those. I don't know, remember if it was the summer after I graduated or if it was the summer before. But we actually got to go to Greece and Italy mm. with that same Strolling Strings group and go do the same thing wow. but over in Europe. And wow. And that was super cool. Um, so I loved high school. Like, I know so many people hated high school, mm-hmm. right? Yep. But I absolutely adored high school. I had so much fun. So, end of high school, where did I want to go? I knew I did not want to stay in Kansas City. Like, it was just not where I wanted to be. So, I kind of knew, like, I just want to get out of here. I want to be on my own. I wanted to go to University of Washington in Puget Sound. Mm -hmm. That's kind of where I had my sights on. Sweet. Left hand plot twist. My mom and my stepdad were also just really tired of Kansas City. And so they dropped this bombshell on me of, we're going to go move to Billings, Montana. And I guess I should preface that we went to go visit. We have an uncle who lives in Montana. And so we went to visit. It was beautiful. And they just really fell in love with Montana. And so they started researching jobs and houses and all that kind of stuff. So they had my stepdad had gotten a job in Billings. And like they made this happen within a matter of weeks, mm. um, we put the house on the market. It sold within a day. Wow! And so you know you have thirty days to, you know, Vacate. get out. Yep. And get
0: Jeez. out.
2: And so <laughs> we packed up the house and shipped them off, and it was like, well, I'm coming too. I've never, I've never lived in Montana. Let's go, Montana. So just go
0: for it I, anything yeah, but Kansas you know? City right
2: <laughs> yep here we go getting out of Dodge and so went to Montana and wow that was a culture shock for me <laughs> I had a really hard time adjusting to that I'm not gonna lie um, but I worked I got a job and I waited six months until I got my Montana residency and then I started MSUB which is where I met Johnny And subsequently, my best friend, Kara. Actually, they were both in my art history class. And then they were also both in my 2D design class. (laughs) So we all, you know, became friends. You know, one thing led to the other. Johnny and I started dating. And then after a year at MSUB, I went to Rocky and graduated with a degree in art with a focus on design. Nice. And Johnny and I had gotten married six months before I graduated or something like that. Nice. But,
0: oh, okay. So you did a semester while you were still married? Yeah, yeah. What was that like?
2: Uh, for me, it was great because it was, I felt like it was really hard focusing on my senior project, having a relationship with my boyfriend, having a relationship with my family and working. Cause I, I still, I oh. lived at home.
0: Yeah. Um, okay.
2: I lived with my parents still. And so it was really hard. I... Just made that decision like, hey, I have to like this simplifies things for me. Right. And I needed to do this. Okay. And it was hard for my family because they really wanted me to wait. But it was kind of like one of those like, why? Like, I know (laughs) I'm marrying this man. Right. Can we just pull that bandaid so I can move out and focus on my life? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So we did. And it was great.
0: And now you're getting your degree and you're able to consolidate some of your life a bit. Like now you and Johnny yes. can live in the same place. You're coming home to each other and not having to schedule dates around projects and classwork. Yeah.
2: Exactly. And 100%. This it is was good. Just so, yeah, so much simpler. Very cool. After there, you know, it's the well, I need a job. <laughs> I had worked at Victoria's Secret all throughout college. It was a great job, but they didn't have a full time position for me mm. when I was done. So, you know, it was like, Hey, I need something. So I ended up working at Abercrombie, which was like absolutely the best benefits <laughs> of any <laughs> job I've ever had. Wow. But you know, I, I, I worked and I kind of got worked to the bone and started to develop like some pretty crippling anxiety. Right. And I, I just really had Some really, really hard times. Like, you know, I'd never struggled with depression or anxiety, like even through all of like the custody stuff. Mm -hmm. But I had like legitimately like chest pains, like, oh, my God, I think I'm dying, you know, like type of anxiety. And I'd like I'd sit in my car and cry. Before my shift because it was just like I felt trapped like mm. I have a degree but I don't know anything else other than slinging clothes and you know like I just it was just a bad spot and so after a while it was kind of like hey you have to change the trajectory of your life because right. this is not leading you down a good path so it's like well if you don't like it change it and it was kind of that right, simple, yeah. like oh I guess I can change. Oh, I have the
0: option. <laughs> Changes <laughs> are
2: not that important. <laughs> so we decided to quit, although it was a really hard time to quit because we had just bought a house.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I can remember the bank loan officer being like, oh, I just went to verify Chris's employment and she's uh, no longer there. <laughs> oh, like, wow. Yeah. It was
0: that well-timed.
2: Yeah, it was like, yep, make this work.
0: (laughs) Oh, geez. And she's
2: like, okay.
0: Sounds (laughs) good.
2: um, And then on top of that, though, I believe that is about the time where we started at Fresh Life. Mm. So Johnny, his best friend, Matt, um, was living up in Kalispell, which, you know, that was hard to be apart from them because they were really, really good friends. But one day he calls Johnny and was like, hey, uh, we are moving back to Billings. but." there's a condition. And you're like, <laughs> okay, do you tell? And he's like, I'm going to move back to Billings, but you're going to help me start a church. And it was like, okay.
0: No big deal.
1: Cool. Cool. Let's do it. <laughs> when do you get here?
0: <laughs> okay. So before you move on, your, cool, let's do it. Attitude is exactly why you're one of my favorite people. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Like no questions asked like, oh, it's a new thing that I've never done before, but it's also going to be an adventure. Sounds good.
2: You know, when we first started, I did lights mm-hmm. and, you know, we, I mean, everybody just helps plugging things in everywhere. And yeah. so I don't really remember how we learned how to do lights <laughs> other than I know Johnny like figured it out first and then he kind of told me what to do. And then it was kind of like, OK, well, I'll program the lights. And you just make sure everything is plugged in and works. And then that kind of evolved and then ultimately got onto the worship team, which I hope they burned my first audition tape <laughs> because I <laughs> literally screamed into the mic the whole time. Oh, wow. I had never been behind a microphone
0: before. Oh, so <laughs> you were was, ready to project.
2: Well, it, well, that is my theatrical background is Right, you project. Yep. <laughs> and I've literally never been behind a microphone before and oh, wow. really have never been taught how to sing. And so it put up the, <laughs> the backtrack of oceans and it was just like, well, that happened. <laughs> but you did it. That being said, I took that as a, well, no, I want this. So I'm going to work at it and I'm going to get better. And, you know, ultimately, obviously not on the worship team. But yep. yeah, I hope that. That demo was burned. Yes. So we bought a house, quit my job, super awesome, joined Fresh Life, rethinking life. Boom. Boom. I got a job at Uber Brew when they first opened up. Yeah. Sweet. Slinging beer. Super fun. Great people. But Johnny and I both kind of had this like, you know, we we both really wanted to rethink our lives and and where we were headed because like I knew retail was not fulfilling for me. Like did not care if I met my sales quota, like selling jeans is not the end of the world. And Johnny was kind of there too. Like, you know, like I love my job. I make great money, but it's just like, it doesn't, it's not fulfilling in, Mm -hmm. in that way. And so we both really thought about what we wanted to do. And Johnny's always been drawn to medicine. Um, but he felt like when he went to school, he just wasn't there yet academically to focus on pre-med stuff. And so we kind of thought and, you know, me, just like what you said, like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's (laughs) let's do it. Let's do medicine. Let's do it. That'd be fun. And so we decided like, okay, Chem 1 and Chem 2 were the classes that he struggled with the most. Like he couldn't get beyond that. Yeah. And so we just made this this deal like, hey, let's take Chem 1 and 2 in the summer get it done two months. And if we pass, then let's do this. Let's send you to the PA program. And we did it. So we just really thought about it. Like, okay, do we both want to do this? We know that we want to have a family at some point. Is it worth it for both of us to do this, to have kids and one of us work part-time or not work at all? Mm -hmm. No, that doesn't really make that much sense. So what we decide to do is I go to massage therapy school and I become a massage therapist. I get a job at a amazing physical therapy clinic and we put Johnny through school. Um, Mm. He Doesn't get in the first round. So he takes that year as an opportunity to start working on an ambulance and get some good, like, you know, pre-hospital care.
0: Yeah, sure. Just
2: to kind of boost his, application, and then he's working his other job, too, part-time. He gets into PA school, does great, graduates, gets a job there in Billings, and it's just not the right fit. Oh, I should say um, we had Gabriel.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, he you was know that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that oh, you know <laughs> those our child.
2: Um, had a child <laughs> four months before Johnny goes to PA school. So the first job, just not a great fit, you know, just really hard on on us, on our relationship. And, you know, I just kind of had to be like, we need to do something else. This is not good for us. And he is like, yeah, I agree. So we quit that job. He works a different one kind of part time, but, you know, we just kind of feel in our hearts like, our time here in Billings is coming to a close. And so we start looking like, well, what is it that you want to do? Well, he knew he wanted to do surgery, but the kind of the the circle that we were seeing is like he'd be applying to jobs. Well, it's like, I want to apply this for the surgical job because I really felt called to it in school, but you don't have enough experience. so We're not going to hire you, but it's right. like, well, how do I get experience if no one hires me? Yep. So that
0: classic w- cycle.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was hard. So, we start looking at residency, like surgical residency programs. We applied to a few, took a long shot on one, and ended up moving completely across the country.
0: Yeah, uh, right? To
2: get into a prestigious hospital here in Maryland, and he is in a surg- surgical residency program here. But yeah, we, um, I sold almost everything we had, and everything else is in a storage unit, mm. and we Packed up the car and drove for four days.
0: That's so cool. That's so good. What was the experience like selling most of your stuff? I know you have the storage unit with the things that remained, but what was that kind of process going like? Because Dixie and I have talked a bit uh, on the podcast about our own journey with minimalism, and this is kind of how it started, is we literally just started chucking stuff out the door.
2: Yeah, well, you know, everything that we had has been given to us like we we've never been in an opportunity financially where we could like oh yeah i want that couch and that end table looks great and this lamp is so us and oh there's wall hangings and this you know like we've never been in that position we have beautiful pieces of art that we've been given but they're not our they're not our choices so i mean it was great To be gifted that stuff. But at the same time, it was like, you know what? This is not what I would have chosen for myself. Right. Mm -hmm. I think it's time to let it go and bless other people. So I I try to have a really loose grip on things where, you know, like at the end of the day, if my house burns down, okay, that sucks. That's why you have insurance. (laughs) It's just stuff. It's just stuff. Um, I think the hardest thing for me to let go was my rubber plant. Oh, don't even get me started on
1: plants, homegirl. Like I
2: think legitimately that was the hardest thing for me to sell.
1: Yeah. Because I love that plant.
0: Man, so you get rid of a bunch of stuff, kind of a, just a big, hard reset moment for the whole family. You drive yeah. across the country. What is it like living in Baltimore? Let's hear about that. It's pretty
2: cool, actually. There's a lot to do, and it's just such an Old part of the country, you know, like
0: mm. the
2: buildings. I mean, there's buildings here that have been here for hundreds of years, and you know, there's still like the older part of the harbor where there's the cobblestones. Yes. And mm. You can see the rail car tracks where there used to be streetcars, and it is just so cool. Everybody is crazy about Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, Bryce, yeah. Out here.
0: That makes sense. And, that makes a lot of sense. Which
2: is why it's the Baltimore Ravens.
0: See, would you rather go Ravens? Nice. Would you rather live in a place that's obsessed with Edgar Allan Poe or John Wayne, though? So
2: <laughs> John Wayne was pretty cool. I
0: it's know, true. but I love it here in Montana, but I am so far the opposite of a cowboy <laughs> that sometimes I feel very out of place.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I I will say though one of the things I love most about Montana is like even your most indoorsy montanan has like a basic knowledge of outdoor survival skills yes
0: oh yeah you have to just to be able to drive (laughs) (laughs) it's like if you're gonna survive winter you need an emergency blanket a sleeping bag like a gallon of water
2: and and it is such a different world over here that it's like i talk about you know i had made a comment about always having hot hands in oh, my yeah. glove compartment. Oh, yeah. Yes. And they were like, what are hot hands? I'm <laughs> like, you know, the little thing that you tear open and it stays warm, so you put them in your pocket so you don't get frostbite when it's super cold. She's like, what? Well, you know, for like the weeks when it's like baseline sub-zero outside for weeks on end. And she's like, oh, my God. How do people live like that? <laughs> and like, you just don't go outside for more than 15 minutes at a time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. That's or how if you, you do, protect you. Bundle up <laughs> Exactly. Yikes.
2: <laughs> so it's a very different world. <laughs> oh, one of the things that was just so funny to me, and, and bless them, they have a completely different view of cold.
0: Mm-hmm. But I can
2: remember driving to the gym, and I think this was like November, and it's 45 degrees at 8 in the morning. Stop. Okay. So
1: I Get have out. a
2: like, thin... <laughs> pullover hoodie like not even like a real hoodie but like a t-shirt hoodie yeah
0: because this is like montana 45 june (laughs) yeah it's
2: like and it's in i'm in my car like it's not that cold yeah (laughs) Yeah. and i see people with scarves and mittens like big (laughs) thick mittens Mm -hmm. and okay full length
1: hooded parkas no nice Nice. we don't even see those in billings like nobody wears the full like full length to your ankle parkas well some people do but they're the weirdos
0: right they still get weird looks here
2: but you have yeah but you have like you know we in montana have like the the to your waist puffer, yeah coats or or the jack like the vests i I wear
1: chacos year round
2: that's
0: unadvisable
2: i can remember driving down the street and seeing people walking to work in in their full-length parkas and was like why are they dressed like that what it's not is that wrong, wrong with you yeah. and then i'm like i'm from montana though like this is springtime weather yeah <laughs> um east coast everybody is super nice i forget to introduce myself with my full name <laughs> it's kind of like who are your people kind of a thing. Right. Wow. Welcome gifts? I I actually got a couple welcome gifts from some of my neighbors, which is super cool. Wow. Packages will walk off your doorstep. They drive crazy. I thought Billings drivers were crazy, but I will say it's like Billings drivers but much smaller, narrower streets. How oh, good. If you can imagine that. That um, sounds great. <laughs> it's it's rough. It's rough. I can now parallel park Without any hesitation. I'm so Sick. proud of you.
0: Sick. I
1: know. I am so proud of myself. This is real adult like, skills. That's like one in 10 people know how to parallel park in the state of Montana. It's
0: amazing. Dixie oh is gosh. one yeah, of them. And <laughs> I am one learning
2: curve Because everything is side street parking. Yeah. And it is kind of like do or die. Here we go. Figure it out, bro. <laughs> figure, figure it out.
0: <laughs> Oh. That's very good. So, uh what has been your experience being in that kind of city with coronavirus around you guys?
2: Um actually, it has been handled with poise. I guess is the only mm. way I can describe it. Okay. Like, I was expecting panic, but people are just like, "Okay, well."
0: Guess this here is what we we're go. doing now.
2: And I guess this is it. Wow. Um but yeah, everybody's just been, you know, it's masks and like, it's just not a big deal. You know, I think people just want to live their life.
0: I agree. What has it been like having Johnny work at the hospital through all that? It's been,
2: I mean, it is why we're here. We are here so that Johnny can get as much experience as possible. Right. And, you know, we had that conversation of, hey, I got an opportunity to go work in the COVID ward. Mm-hmm. Do I take it? Like, do I say yes? Whoa. And, you know, we kind of thought about it and it was like, well, this is why we're here, right? Right. Mm-hmm. We didn't move out of our comfort zone and left everything we know behind to play it safe. Like, right? <laughs> yeah, do it. <laughs> this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. So stink and do it. Right. And then, yes, ultimately he got the Rona and and he did too. So,
0: Woof. I guess, do you mind me asking what? what it was like to go through what what did the symptoms feel like for you
2: yeah i just felt like crap for a couple weeks i had like just gnarly almost migraine headaches okay for about a week and a half solid you know like bending over pressure in your head was just like paramount Mm. and um i lost my sense of smell which I am am just recovering which they were saying it is one of the only things they know of that you lose your sense of smell and taste without having sinus congestion
1: mm.
2: which I thought was interesting cuz we both had that it was like wow I I know that this looks delicious but I can taste <laughs> or smell nothing the consistency is quite superb so I I didn't have any low grade fevers you know I just Felt like crap. Just wanted to lay on the couch. Yeah. Really tired. And I would say that was the, I had about three or four days where I just had no energy. I couldn't work out.
0: Which means a lot to you. So that's saying quite a bit. It
2: does. And and I'll push through a lot. I really will. But it was kind of like the, you know, no, no, I I ain't got it in me today. Wow. (laughs)
0: Okay. But yeah. So what about you? Are you doing anything for work? I guess- Lockdown might make it a little difficult but are you doing anything for work while Johnny's working away at the hospital?
2: You know, yes and no. Um I make the product for the Rustic Salon up there in Billings. And Oh, okay. We have been well I had I had made all of their spring stuff and sent that off, but now with everything having been locked down and just now opening up for you guys, which is awesome. Um we're yeah. just kind of paused on some of that stuff right now Um, hopefully I will be able to start making some product again here soon Um, I've also been trying to do like little just like little cutesy things that they could sell up there I have like little bookmarks and and different things trying to you know just make it a cute and fun salon
0: wow okay (laughs) it's like you're working remotely because of The virus, but also you're working. But no, this
2: is just my life. I know. It was actually really (laughs) kind of sad. Like when everybody else was in lockdown, I'm like, oh, I don't feel so alone because now everybody's doing like what I'm doing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm still working for them, but way over here.
2: But way over here. But as far as as massage and that kind of stuff, no, I'm not doing anything here. I don't have any... You know, I don't have any friends or family mm, yeah. to watch Gabriel. Gabriel's not in school. Sure. So as far as like childcare and that kind of stuff, like I just don't feel like the expense would outweigh the, you know, would weigh well against the benefit. So. Oh, okay. So no, we're just enjoying our time here until Johnny gets a job and Gabriel's going to start school and yeah, life takes a different turn.
0: Thank you for listening to No Normal People this week. If you like what you're hearing, the best place to tell us about it would be on Apple Podcasts or Facebook.com where you can leave us a five-star rating and a one or two-sentence review.
1: You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at knowpeoplepod. That's K-N-O-W, people, pod. Also, be sure to use our hashtags, knownormalpeople and hashtag K-N-P. Be sure to check out our new website, knownormalpeople.com, In the drop-down tab, you can go to store and purchase our No Normal People stickers, and you can check out the show notes for all of our guests. Hi there, my name is Dixie Lee, and I am the host of Author's Intent, As a movie addict and book enthusiast, I both love and hate the decisions some directors make in book adaptations. Join me as we go through the best books this world has to offer as we dive into what the author intended. We'll talk about the things that were done well, as well as some of the major faux pas in some of the most beloved stories season one episode one we will be diving into the wonderful world of harry potter starting of course with the sorcerer's stone you can follow this podcast on instagram at authors intent and a special thanks to louis zong for the use of his song melody meadows off of his album levels
0: Well, then I definitely want to change gears a little bit and talk about your workout routines. Everything, oh show sure. everything CrossFit. I think when I've what? Oh yeah. I mean, okay. So it it is a bit of a stereotype that CrossFit people are. A little nutty and only want to talk about CrossFit. So I admire the fact that you've (laughs) you've only brought it up a couple times so far. But now you
2: know just strategically placed product placement.
0: Right. But now I will give you permission to cut loose on CrossFit. Let it loose. Do you you
2: remember do you remember Waynes World and their little product? Yep. Placement. Yep. Fun times. Mm-hmm. That's that's just imagine me with the Doritos. Yeah. Perfect.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Yes, well, CrossFit. Let's get into CrossFit. Awesome. I want to know how how you got into it. How did you start?
2: Yes. So a friend of ours owned a CrossFit uh, gym in Billings, and you know, was just like, "Hey, you guys should come and try it. You guys should come and try it." And we, you know. At that time, we knew nothing about CrossFit other than, like, they are some crazy cult people who, right, like, yep. go lift pink cans or ladders or whatever, blah, right. blah, 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 We had no <laughs> idea. I was just like, whatever, that's dumb. Right, yeah. But, you know, after a while, we were just in the right place at the right time and receptive to it. And he was like, how about this? You guys come and take a class. And if you like it, let's do a trade. Massage for me and my wife once a month. And you can come work out.
0: Whoa. And okay. Was,
2: that's a cool deal.
0: Back to the barter and trade system. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. And
2: so it was awesome. Um, so we did it and it was an eight minute workout. That's it. Eight minutes. Um, it was, I think it was like eight of each movement. So it was eight sit-ups, eight push-ups and eight air squats where basically you go from standing to squatting and standing back up again. Okay. As many times as you can in eight minutes, do eight, eight, and eight. Wow. Yeah. Rocking. Yeah, I can do this. I'm gonna nail this. And I have never been in more pain <laughs> and more out of breath yeah. in my freaking life.
0: Because there's no breaks. Like they, they intentionally yeah, just no, kind of
2: eight. Eight minutes of constantly, of constant movement. As yeah. You're done with your eight sit-ups, you go to your eight push-ups, you're done with your eight push-ups, you go to your eight squats, and then you go back to your sit-ups. You just keep going and going and going for eight minutes. And
0: uh, Longest eight minutes of your life.
2: And I fell in love.
0: <laughs> really? That did it for you?
2: That did it for me. It was it was so humbling of, oh, dang, I am not nearly as fit as I thought I was. <laughs> I want to get
0: better. okay.
2: So it was, yeah, it was the, I hate you. I'll see you tomorrow.
0: (laughs) That's such a powerful exit.
2: (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, you know, started going, started, you know, just getting a feeling like I had never lifted a barbell in my life. Mm -hmm. And it took me the longest time to uh, snatch. Okay. Which one? Which one is that? A, A clean and then a jerk. Okay. Don't call the barbell names.
1: Um, you know, it was just, just like, rude. it took
2: me so long to figure out what these movements were. And then, you know, for the longest time I couldn't do much weight,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, which you see all these people like throwing up crazy weights and it's like, I want to be like that when I grow up.
0: Right. But, yeah, of course.
2: But, you know, that's not how, obviously not how you start is. You have to learn the movements first. Right. And then once you are consistently showing proper mechanics, then you add weight. So it just set off a love of fitness and athleticism that I never thought that I would enjoy. Like Mm. all throughout school, I was never an athlete. Um, My parents were both artists. So I just didn't really feel like, I was an athlete mm-hmm. and like my parents never encouraged me to try sports or anything like that, which I don't do regrets, but I would say I wish that they had encouraged me. Right. Regrets are a waste of time.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm making we'll, up for it now. We'll, we'll come back to that <laughs> after we're done with CrossFit. Cause I, I love that mindset. Yes.
2: Perfect. So, so yeah, CrossFit, like at, at the core, CrossFit is constantly varied, high intensity, Functional movement. Mm -hmm. CrossFit teaches functional movements, which means that they are essential for everyday life. The needs of our grandparents, the needs of our children, and the needs of elite athletes do not vary in their movements. They only vary by degree. Mm. So, you know, like you, you take an example of just a squat and whether it's weighted or not, what movement does a squat mimic? Well, getting on and off the couch, getting in and out of a chair, sitting on the toilet. How about, you know, a deadlift that's picking anything up off the ground? Yeah. You know, an overhead press, putting anything up in a cupboard. You know, like all of these things are functional movements. You need them for life. And so, you know, anytime I hear like my, my father-in-law was like, well, do you think I could do CrossFit? Absolutely. Mm you're not going to be throwing up crazy weights because you haven't been doing that your whole life. Right. Yeah. Stronger. Yes. Are you going to be more prepared as you get older? Yes. Are you going to be able to live a, an independent life longer? Yeah. You know, like these are all things like if, if you can learn these movements correctly, you will minimize your injury. So that's one of the things I love about CrossFit is they, and especially these last few years, they've really taken the focus off of the games and the elite athletes and into the box, into your community and into changing lives.
0: Yeah, that's very good. And I'm glad you're highlighting that because I've always viewed CrossFit as just as people who I don't know if CrossFit really, maybe I'm confusing it with like the obstacle course, but.
2: Well, and now, and a lot of those people do CrossFit, they do cross training. Yeah. A lot of them are parkour people. Oh man. (laughs) You know, and, and just, you know, different things, but like CrossFit as its entity. Yeah. Is more about changing the health of our people, focusing on fitness and just overall
0: See that's than it is
2: the games, you know, in in those elite
0: athletes. And that's that and that's very good for someone like me to know if I'm ever curious to try it, because I've always been very intimidated by CrossFit and the elite athleticism Mm -hmm. that ends up being on all the Instagram ads and whatnot. Like you see these Absolutely shredded people do superhuman things. These
2: people. And yeah. And you're just like, oh my goodness. Well, and, and it's amazing. It's amazing what they can do and how like legitimately superhuman these people are. It's, right. it's, it's amazing. Yeah. But there again, most people don't want to go that level and it takes a lot of dedication mm-hmm. and time and sacrifice to get there. But for just the average Joe, it is still going to change your life and you're going to be healthier and stronger and you have another family that is there to support you. Right. Like you have never known. I mean, the only thing I can relate my CrossFit family to is my church family. Mm. Like it is that level of family and and it's it's like nothing else I've ever
0: met. Sure. Well, it's it's almost like... Oh, man, I, I forget where, where I heard it, but it's like you're closest to the people in your life that you end up suffering the most together with. Like, <laughs> Yes. And, and Yeah,
2: there's definitely, like, your workout buddies, like, they they are your blood brothers. Right. You
0: know? <laughs> blood and sweat. <laughs> and, and it's because you've gone through the, the crucible of that eight-minute workout together. Well, like, you, you know you've that. all experienced the same thing.
2: Yes. Well, and not only that, too, but it's like when you are – your first day there and you don't know anybody like Mm -hmm. that is really scary and you see all these people who have relationships and you see that camaraderie and you're like wow i am an outsider here but it's not gonna take long for people to be like hey what's your name is this your first day here your first day here, like, oh, that's awesome. Have you done any CrossFit before? Oh no, oh man, this is going to be great. You know, like people are just so genuinely welcoming, unless mm. you go to a really crappy CrossFit gym,
0: um, right? <laughs> but of course, people. We well, don't just have to talk so about those guys. Well, and, but that's how everywhere it is. It's like you, if you find the wrong culture, then you won't feel well, welcome, and, and, and you don't get that that's feeling
2: too. Because every single gym is going to have their own personality, and. You have to find the one that fits with you. Mm -hmm. I have been to three different CrossFit gyms in Billings, and I love them all for different reasons. But I think the one that just most resonated with me was CrossFit Billings. Absolutely unparalleled excellence. Right. All across the board. And that, like, when I started going there, it was like, I wish I had started here. Like, (laughs) this place is so great. I mean, I, I love all of the other places that I've been, but it was just like, it felt like home. Like, it was just like, oh, that puzzle piece. fit
1: Right.
0: Perfect. I want to go back to the feeling that can be in the air when a first-timer goes into a gym, because I think this is something that we all feel at some point or another, but it's never really spoken about, so...
2: Oh, it's terrifying. Well,
0: yeah. Okay, so... (laughs) Tell me what it felt like going for your your first time into a class and not knowing anyone, and then tell me what it feels like to be on the other side of things now. And how do you uh, how do you and your your CrossFit team how do you intentionally make sure no one feels that insane amount of fear and pressure?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I guess I will throw myself under the bus just for sake of example. Um, when <laughs> I went to my second CrossFit gym, I was there with a friend. So that was great. And like right off the bat, like I am a very intermediate athlete. I am not, I'm not that great. Um, but I'm also better than a lot of people. Like, so mm. I'm just kind of like in that intermediate limbo. Okay. Yeah. And so I had been used to working out with my friend and she was a competitor. Um, And I was like, I felt like I was just starting to get like, where I could keep up with her and like she was just baseline stronger than me but it's like I was getting there I was almost there and so going in like I felt great I felt like yeah I got this and their programming was not as challenging as I was used to so I was kind of like a top of the leaderboard athlete there Mm, okay and so you know I obviously like I I know that there's things I have to work on. I definitely have inadequacies and opportunities to grow. But overall, I was kind of one of their higher athletes. I decided to go to CrossFit Billings. And going from that mentality where I can do pretty much everything that's listed on the board to CrossFit Billings. And holy cow, what a humbling experience that was. So first day there, I had a friend... That also went to that gym, but she wasn't in the class that I went to. So first day there, I know no one. And, you know, it was the, oh, hi, welcome. We're so happy you're here. You know, they're very, very friendly, very welcoming. But then there's also the like, okay, there's a room full of people and I don't know who I can like pace with. Right. So it was kind of like, okay, we'll just do it do it how you, how you do it. And, uh, I can remember looking at the workout and just the way I had been working out, it was whatever's written on the board. That's what goes on my bar. And, you know, I didn't scale anything. I didn't scale back. And, oh my goodness, I fought tooth and nail and have never been so like angry And sad, Mm. (laughs) like yeah, almost fighting tears, but I'm not gonna cry because I don't know these people well enough to cry. (laughs) Okay. And yeah, wow, humble, humble bus. And one of the girls there was like, You just I am so impressed with you. You just fought for that weight, and man, you are strong. And I'm just like, Thank you. I just wanted to cry the whole time. (laughs) And and then I had like one of the coaches like afterwards was like, hey, you know, just kind of talked me through like, hey, you know, our programming is, I think, so different than what you're used to. And, and walked me through like we program for our elite athletes. Like we want to make our games athletes, which hashtag they have games athletes at that gym, which is awesome. <laughs> wow. We want to challenge them. Okay. So when you see something on the board, you have to. Help, like talk to yourself, like, can I do this? Like really think about it because most of us here have to scale back. Um, so just go into it thinking that, you know, we talked and I was like, yeah, you know, I, I'm just so used to whatever's on the board is what I put on. Yeah, And you're like, yeah, that is not how we do it here. And, but you know, if, if you want to get there, like you can get there. So, you know, and, and just realizing that everybody everybody's in a different place. Right. You know, no matter where, where you start, you got to start somewhere and you're going to get better every day.
0: Man. That's good. I, I so appreciate what the coach walked you through, but I think the other woman coming up and just encouraging you is exactly what I wish every gym felt like.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like even, even if I walk in and I'm just going to like take a walk on the treadmill because that's my level of, I'm setting my baseline mm-hmm. here. Like I, I want somebody to still be like, "You're here, man, and I'm so proud of you, and that's awesome." Yeah. I wish there was that person in every gym. Oh, and I guess the call to action there is like, if you go to a gym, be that person.
1: Be that person. Yeah. And don't be the sure. one
0: who's so insulated with your AirPods in your phone, <laughs> yeah. listening to your podcast. Yeah. You know. It's, well,
1: and it's that's- so hard. To go to a Honestly, gym. Honestly,
2: that's what I struggle with going to, just like a commercial gym, yeah. right? Which is where, like, we haven't obviously haven't been there in a few months, but we decided to stop going to the CrossFit gym here. Um, one, just because it was really expensive, but mm-hmm. sure. Two, this one had supervised childcare, so Gabriel's not alone. He gets to play with other kids, and there's yes. adults in there, right. right? But they also, you know, they have a pool. They have an all-year-round pool, and then they had a rooftop pool for the summertime. Oh, cool! And and I was like, well, you know, he's not in school. We're not doing camps or anything. Like this would be better for him, and it's cheaper. Like it's not like I can't do 100 percent all of my CrossFit stuff, but right. it is so like everyone has their earbuds. Everyone is like trying not to watch you do squats, but you know everybody is watching you do squats. Like, yes, <laughs> it's it's different yep and it's not my piece of
1: pie Mm -hmm. yeah i've seen too many videos of people like videos of like people using equipment wrong and (gasps) like like i couldn't tell you what they're doing wrong and that's 90 percent of the reason why i'm not gonna go to the gym
2: (laughs) well and there was like, (laughs) like like for example there was a guy doing a snatch and he was like basically muscle snatching it oh he wasn't hitting at the right spot. His elbows weren't up. Like, it was just like, "Oh, bro, your form, you're, for you're going to hurt yourself. Right. And, but it's like, it's like, I am not his coach. He does not want my help. Like, you know, it's that like, or do I go and tell him and be like, Hey, you're doing awesome. You're going to break elbows your arms. Out. Like, do yeah. you, know, <laughs> your elbows you know, it, it was like that, <laughs> that inner struggle of like, do I say something? Do I not? Like, it's not my place. I don't work here. Like stick. Leave me alone. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, at a CrossFit gym, it's like, hey, you're doing awesome. Try this. You know, and people want help. Right. And, or if they don't, you like, you just, Tony doesn't want help. Let Tony do Tony. Oh my gosh.
1: You picked the perfect name for that.
2: (laughs) Yeah. But, like, you you get to know these, like, there is just something about a CrossFit community that is, it's, uh, Just love it. There's, there's my people.
0: Well, see, and I mean, you you said it just now. It's a community feel, whereas a lot of commercial gyms can just feel like a very individualized. You're in a crowded
2: room, but you're so alone. Yeah, it's like you
0: you do your thing. Like the exercise bikes are over there, and the the push up (laughs) bench is over there. You know, like
2: yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: Hmm. So. Not being at CrossFit there, obviously not being at CrossFit here in Billings, but also, you know, virus lockdown, how have you been able to translate your favorite workouts to the home environment?
2: Yeah. So I have dabbled in lots of different paid programming,
0: like an app and on your phone or something.
2: Yeah. I definitely, there's three different paid programming that I just absolutely adore. But I think the one, like, I kind of tried a few, and I found the one that works best for me at home is actually, it's uh, Brooke Ence does a training probably. It's called Naked Training. Okay. Uh, Very provocative. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, they have- Clickbait. um, Right? (laughs) (laughs) They have, one of the things I love about their programming is that they have functional programming. So, your typical CrossFit programming. They have commercial programming. For, you know, like the normal gym type setting. Hmm. And now, with everything going on here, they have a dumbbell and body weight programming.
0: Sweet. Okay.
2: So, I've been using her programming just because I feel like the other ones that I've tried, like they all need pull up bars, they all need other things that I just don't have. Oh, yeah. It's so hard to find substitutes for some of these things without being like, well, what the hell's the point? Yeah, that's fair. I don't even have like a pair of dumbbells, but I have a single 30-pound dumbbell, I have a 12-pound dumbbell, I have a jump rope, and I actually I bought Target had a special on seventh generation laundry soap, and so I bought two of them. And so I use those a lot. <laughs> You're curling those don't or something? I use them as soap. Wow. I will not wash- <laughs> so what? Have different laundry soaps i'm like these are perfect <laughs> so i've been using those sweet and so i've been i've been doing that and then i actually did sign up for um some online like pure bar stuff oh yeah okay which is is very different but man it burns in such a different way so i just I guess it, during this time, like I am not going to be gaining strength, mm-hmm. but I really hope that I don't lose strength too.
0: Oh yeah. Making sure you're at least maintaining.
2: I would like, I'm sure I'm going to lose a little bit, but, uh, you know, can't, can't win them all. <laughs>
0: sure. Right on. Is there anything else? Well, so besides your workout, is there anything else throughout your day to day that you like to keep as a routine or as a, as a habit?
2: Yeah. So I always try to start the day and make my bed because it just looks so much easier. Yeah, nicer. a lot of research have, around
0: setting the bed too.
2: And I know, I know. And I just feel confirmed yeah. that, yes, I am doing a good thing. <laughs> we usually are morning, and it's not always in this order, but I always got to have coffee. Who are we kidding? Got to yes. have <laughs> But I try to get into my Bible before I address my son because sometimes in the morning, I'm a momster.
0: Oh, okay. I
2: have a really hard time waking up. And if Johnny was here, he'd be like, sometimes? <laughs> Only oh, every no. day. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I struggle in the morning. Okay. But my struggle is like maybe 10 minutes, mm-hmm. and then I'm over it. It's all good. Can't win them all. <laughs> well, yeah.
0: It, so, so sitting with the Bible, sitting with Scripture helps kind of center you into it really
2: helps center me and then usually by that time gabriel's like what you reading and then i read to him so sometimes i'll read to him out of my bible and then sometimes he's like mommy i want to read my bible so then we sit and read his bible and then it's just fantastic like how can you have a bad day cool that's good you start with jesus
0: beautiful and then you're just after your day at that point
2: and then we're after the day. We usually um we will do some school with him. I try to work out in the morning. I am a morning workout person. Like I am not, I can go to a five in the morning workout class. That is not for everyone.
0: Have you experimented with like afternoon or evening workouts?
2: I struggle. I, I can do, I can do afternoons, but evenings really are hard for me because usually by the end of the day, I'm just like, eh, no, I'm done. I don't, yeah, I don't want to.
0: See, that's, um, that's my issue. If working out isn't the second thing I do in the morning, I just, I probably won't.
2: Yeah. And, and the thing I love about it most is like, especially 5 a.m.s, Because I actually really like 5 a.m.s. Is like you have the whole rest of the day.
0: Oh my yeah. gosh. Yes. Plus, plus you don't have to double up on showering. Right. You just yeah. work out and then have your morning shower with your workout shower.
1: Yeah. It's perfect. It's,
0: have you ever experimented with ice cold showers or ice dips or anything?
2: You know, I have done ice massage. Oh, um, okay. And it's, it's this cool little cup that you pour water in it and you freeze it. And then like the top of it kind of comes out and then you have this big chunk of ice. So like if you hurt yourself or you have some plantar fasciitis or like your quads are super sore or something, Mm -hmm. you can take that and you just kind of keep it constantly moving um, for about like three to five minutes I love doing that, Mm. especially like if I'm really sore. What I will do is I will start taking, like, I love hot showers. Mm -hmm. Like, if my skin's not pink, it's not hot enough. Exactly. Uh, no, I
0: cannot do this, you guys. No, no, no. She's talking about
1: the perfect shower, No, (laughs) (laughs)
2: But let's be honest, like, if you think about it, like hot water, like, it opens everything up. It makes everything wax. You know, cold water is better for, you know, keeping things taut. And, mm-hmm.
1: um,
2: you know, it is just, I think that change in temperature is really good for you and also stimulates circulation. So what I like to do is I like to do my shower nice and hot, and then I will stick my head like to where the water is just on my head. And then I will slowly turn it down to where it's cold. And then I can actually like handle it better. And so I'll end with a cold shower.
0: Wow. Okay. And do you go like full on cold setting on the.
1: It is freaking frigid. That's
0: that's the way. Okay. So
1: that's how they should label it in showers.
2: Freaking frigid. I'm a baby. And if you were just to stick me in a cold shower, I would scream. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yep. <laughs> so.
2: And you know me. One, I'm of the, one of
0: my favorite practices, I haven't done this in a while and I really should. One of my favorite practices in the shower was I would start warm. I hate super hot showers. Uh, baby. Like just start It just needs to be a temperature that I can comfortably. If it is not
1: soap. lava, it is not hot I don't know. enough. It's not a shower. But
0: my, my favorite practice with the cold shower is I don't go slowly like you do. I go straight to cold. Um like while I'm facing the shower head and it's like hitting my chest and Chouses. like my body Jesus instantly psycho. reacts and gives me that like hyperventilating like
2: Oh my gosh. Like, I I jumped into the lap pool at Granite Fitness one time when we yeah. had just reopened it after cleaning it. Yes. Yeah. And oh my gosh, that was like the, oh, oh, yeah. oh my gosh.
0: Okay. So, but that feeling is exactly what I'm after. So what I'll do is I'll blast my chest and get to a point where I can settle my breath down to a regular like regular pace and then i turn around and when it hits like the middle of the spine it does the exact same thing so then i wait for my breath to settle and then i move back a little bit so that the water is hitting the like the very base of my skull like right on the top of my neck and i do the same thing until i can settle my breath and then i go like full scalp back in the water and again settle my breath like there's something about the breath work that well, yeah, that I mean, adds to, to the experience. Now. Oh my word, it is so invig like I come out feeling like I could conquer. <laughs> you
2: probably don't need coffee after that. I could conquer
0: <laughs> the freaking world, Krista.
1: <laughs> I can do anything. I really
0: need to do this more often because I'm I'm just that remembering doing it, and I'm so pumped.
1: You're like, yes. That I know sounds what I'm like doing hell. When I'm done recording this. Oh my that word. literally sounds like hell.
0: I tried to d- get Dixie to do it once and she...
1: <laughs> she's like, mm, nope.
0: Nope. I'm nope. out. Yeah.
1: Bye. Dunzos. That
0: wasn't the move. Man, well. That's funny. Krista, this has been so fun. Thanks for coming back on our podcast. Thanks for running Take Two with us.
2: Yes. Super fun.
0: To wind down. Yes. We're curious to ask what you've been currently reading.
2: I have been reading Jenny Lesko's book, um, The Fight to Flourish. So and good. And I have also been reading Bernard Cornwell's series, the The Last Kingdom series. I think I'm on Warriors of the Storm, which I don't know what book. It's at least number seven. I don't know. Vikings. <laughs> mm and Saxons and amazing. I love it. I love fiction. I wish that I could say that I was intellectual and did nonfiction, but...
1: I'm right um, there with you.
2: Although I will say I've also been finishing Ben Bergeron's Chasing Excellence book, which is nonfiction, but it's also about CrossFit, so...
0: What are you currently listening to? Maybe music and podcasts.
2: Yes. So, Muse is absolutely all-time <laughs> one of my favorite bands ever it's funny i was thinking about this muse is going to be to gabriel what you two was for me yes um my mom always like ev like you two all the time
1: that's weird to think about like
2: i feel like that's gonna be his man my mom always used to listen to
1: muse
0: that's cool.
2: my i think my favorite pandora stations right now are panic at the disco for my workouts
1: sweet and get the hype
2: um, i Right. And then I have a really eclectic blend on my um I have a Lauren Daigle <laughs> radio station. And it's a cool blend. This is so weird, but it just works. Um, of like Hosier and Kaleo and like all these bluesy songs. Nice. And then it has worship songs too. Like it's the what? weirdest a thing, weird mix. but it what? just like, is, but it works.
0: What about podcasts?
2: Podcasts. I only have two other than you guys that I really commit time to, because I just don't have a whole lot of time for podcasts, but I love again, Brooke Ences between the reps. She is hilarious and I'm pretty sure she's my best friend. I've just never met her. She is hilarious. Like she is just so real and awesome. And I, yeah, I I really like her. And then my other one that's actually intellectual <laughs> is uh, Ben Bergeron's, again, Chasing Excellence. It is all about like mental toughness and like just the mindset, having the mindset of a champion. Like his big, like if if I were to put his thought into one sentence. It's never whine, never complain and never make excuses. That's good. But yeah, no, I just really love his his podcast all about like just changing your mindset, like focusing on the things you have control over and not wasting your energy on the things that you don't have control over.
0: Cool. What are you watching right now?
2: I just finished the latest season of The Last Kingdom. Also just finished It was on Hulu. It was called The Great. It's about Catherine the Great of Russia. Oh, I want to
1: watch that so bad.
0: Krista, this has been spectacular. Thanks for being on our podcast. Would you read our favorite quote to close us out?
1: The only normal people you
2: know are the ones you don't know very well.